With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come again into your presence this evening. Lord, tonight I would like to speak more on the the Ten Commandment tablets. Dear Lord, And I'd like to be short tonight because what I'd like the people to do is truly understand these tablets and I'd like them to meditate on it and think about it and consider your scriptures very carefully. Lord, I've told them last night about your tablets. You referred to them as your testimony. And dear Lord, you, you gave the people the Ten Commandments in chapter 20 before Moses went up to the mountain where you brought him up for 40 days. And prior to that time, you gave Moses, you'd, you'd spoke to him several times. He went up to the mountain a few times. And Lord, you'd, you'd given them, and it's recorded, Exodus 20 has the Ten Commandments. And dear Lord, then you give him lots of laws that he records in verses or chapters 21 to 23. And then, dear Lord, in chapter 24, you have this wonderful calling him up to the mountain. And before you have him come up to the mountain, you tell him, it begins in chapter 24 with your saying to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nabab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And you later call these men like nobles of Israel and worship from afar. And I explained last night, dear Lord, and I'm going to send the notes out uh, probably tomorrow, dear Lord, that people might see it in the notes, <clears throat> the comparison of the, the Mount Sinai and comparison to the heavens and comparison to the design of the tabernacle. And Lord, I'd like them to think on that a second and understand that these things that you're doing there was done that you might teach the people your ways. You write this very clearly, Lord, in um, when you ask Moses to come up to the mountain. You you tell him this in verse twelve of Exodus twenty four twelve. It says, "Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone, and the law, and commandments which I have written." The tablets of the stone are the commandments that he's written. But the law he's given is a verbal law that he's going to record in writing. And he's going to bring that with him. But you're telling him right there that you're writing these commandments. In other words, you're etching them in the stone tablets. People don't understand how great that is. And dear Lord, you call them the testimony. You have it the Ark of the Testimony, but you call the tablets the testimony. And dear Lord, your testimony can never change. Because you tell us in John eighteen thirty seven, 
that you were sent into the world to bear witness to the truth. And all those who hear the truth or hear your voice will come out of the world and be set apart by the words that you're speaking. So, Lord, we know that since you can never change your ways, we know that this ark, excuse me, not the ark, but the testimony, the tablets are that same thing. It's a testimony. It's you being in the world. Lord, you wrote them with your hand, meaning you gave them all authority. And it's a testimony of your words, your intent and your law. And if they keep obey these commandments, then all the things they do will be blessed. And that's important. And I like to I'll let them understand that for a minute. Because, Lord, it's it's so precious to us. People don't understand the importance of a stone. Lord, you teach us when you gave us the Ten Commandments, you taught us a really good lesson in Exodus 20. Right at the end of the chapter, in verses 22 to 26, you say this. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, you're talking to Moses, you have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves an altar of earth, you shall make for me an altar of earth you shall make for me, and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you, and I will bless you. And if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it with hewn stone. For if you use your tool on it, you have profaned it. Nor shall you go up by steps to my altar that your nakedness may not ex be exposed on it. Lord, I'd like to speak to the people tonight on, on this point. I, I really would like to focus on this one item tonight because it's so important to come. Dear Lord, we're coming to the great tribulation and the war is going to come on the earth and you're going to set up Goshen areas in the land. Lord, you've given people prophecies. Dear Lord, that when they're in these areas, there's places where there's light. Even Demuchi Dudeman saw it from when, when he was riding with, with Archangel Gabriel. And he, and he showed Goshen areas, and, and in there, there was light. There were cities of light. But everywhere else, it was black. And Gabriel said, that's your people. But Lord, I'd like to show them why the light is there and what they must do. I've told people that they can know that they can bring forth light in a city. Dear Lord, I pray that they will understand the meaning of it and that they will receive it with all their hearts and meditate on it so they can understand what I'm about to say. And I pray, Lord, that you will cause your spirit to move upon them. Let them know whether this is correct or not. But dear Lord, to the wise, I will believe they understand the oil of this. Dear Lord, you tell them right here that the earth, you can build an altar of earth. But you cannot build an altar with hewn stone. Why build an altar? Why in this time when the tribulation's coming and there's not going to be any power anywhere, why build an altar? You must know that in these cities where there's light, 
There's no power coming in from the national power grid that's out. If there was any power in the power grid, it'd be coming to the people. But it's not. Lord, we're entering in a time of supernatural because, dear Lord, you're separating your people to do what? To increase in knowledge, to get ready for the rapture event to come in the future. Dear Lord, they must be washed spotless with the water of the word so that they can be ready for you when you come. It's our job at this time to come out from the world and do the righteous acts of the saints so we can put on the fine linen on our garment. And Lord, you always prepare the way. And you tell us right here, Lord, in every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. Lord, to increase in knowledge in your thoughts and your ways, we must understand the words by which that foundation, that framework is put together. Your words is where the power is found because you are to be the king in this time. And in the words of the king, the power is found. The entrance of your, that is Ecclesiastes 8.4, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Our job at this time is to increase in the knowledge of the holy. That's you. Our job is to increase in the knowledge of the holy. That is the promises of the Father. Because, dear Lord, you are the source by which we can go to the Father and have authority to call upon his words and know that they'll be done. And, Lord, your name, as I've tried to point out to the people, that they don't know that they must learn quickly. It's your name in Revelation 19, 11 to 13, which is the word of God. And Lord, we pray that they'll begin to understand that you were sent into the world as you testified before Pilate in your court trial to bear witness to the words of God, the knowledge of truth, which you tell us in John 17, 17 is his words, God's words. If we go back to Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, we find out the purpose that you were sent into the world is bear witness to the words of God. The words that in Isaiah fifty five eleven say they will never come back to his void, but they will go forth to do the work that they were sent out to do with the promise of God in them. If the promise of God is at the entrance of his words in the places where he takes us to, where we are just supposed to learn the knowledge of truth, it means that there should be light. Because it's a testimony of the glory of God, and your word is always full in the fullness of it. So if we would pay attention. Dear Lord, you said that we were to put a borders around us. Those borders don't be no fence. That's a man-made item. It doesn't necessarily keep anything out. But the power of your word, Satan has to flee from it. As it says in Revelation twelve sixteen. The words of wisdom that the woman speaks, he has no power of it and he leaves those people alone. And dear Lord, he can't come into the light because he has no truth in him. And the light that you're going to put in these cities is of your word. And Lord, if they will make an altar on the four corners of this place. Or even in the center of the city, wherever you take them, Lord, the light will be in every household. Because in every household where they construct themselves a tent or a lean to. That is where the words are to be on the doorposts. However, they manage to do it. And dear Lord, that will be, dear Lord, that your word is there. They can take a scarlet thread and put it around. Wherever your word is, dear Lord, the word will be protected and the house will be. Remember that Rahab's wall did not fall when she put a scarlet rope out the window. 
because your word was that you would not fall, that she would be protected, her and her family and all who came into her house, because it was protected by the word of the spies who were sent to, to mark out the land and get the information she provided it to them. And you protected them that way. But dear Lord, we also know, dear Lord, it's good to anoint that but the sacrifice, the sacrifice you're looking for at this time, Lord, is not burnt meat, not anything like that, dear God, but the sacrifice is oil. Dear Lord, the sacrifice is water. Dear Lord, you're, you're asking us to increase in the knowledge of truth, and you will provide what is necessary to do things. And dear Lord, if we put oil on top of that earth, dear Lord, it doesn't have to be a candle. But it'll cause the, the, because the sacrifice we're trying to do, dear Lord, that you want us to do is do the righteous acts of the saints, which we cannot do without knowledge. We need the entrance of your words. We need to be set aside, set apart by the good oil. Dear Lord, knowing the way of the words at this time. And dear Lord, the light will come in that place if the people have set themselves apart. If the people have sanctified themselves, as it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20, then you will come to them. You will hear their voice and you will drive the northern army far away from them. But you will also, dear Lord, when you call them to that place, dear Lord, if they're diligent to be sanctified, which is you tell us in John seventeen seventeen, is to get the knowledge of the words, believe in the words, believe in the promises, and you will cause that to be a place where your light will be, because the words will be there. See, the words were in the earth and prepared from the beginning of the foundation of the earth. The blessings, you said you will bless us if we will make an altar and put your name there. Wherever we you were called, where you call us, dear Lord, we are to follow where you send us to, do, to send. And Lord, if you send us anywhere, your word will be that your word is before us. And wherever you tell us to gather, dear Lord, for the sake of your word, the light will come, but not for those of the world. Dear Lord, I pray that they'll think about what I just said. More we know that what we're doing, dear Lord, is putting in a tabernacle. Dear Lord, it's, it's nothing. But dear Lord, it's a tabernacle like yours is. The four corners, dear Lord. Four spirits. Dear Lord, the way of you will be found there. And these places of light by the word itself. There won't be any light they see. There might not be light except for the fact that it's lit. The light will be present because your word is there. It'll shine around the people. The Holy Spirit will hover above the face of the waters. Because we're starting over, we're bringing forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden again as soon as we get in knowledge and understand these things. So, Lord, I pray they'll understand that. Because, Lord, there is light. There is food that you said you would prepare for the people because you will come and bless them. But it has to be wherever you record your name. And, Lord, it's a record when you say, go there to this place and gather and it's you who said it, not us by our desires. Then, dear Lord, you've recorded your name. You've sent your people there. And the only purpose you're sending your people is to test them for them to come into knowledge and faith, to believe in you, to anoint you as the king. 
Lord, when, when Moses made the tabernacle, there's so many things in there because, though, Lord, it shows us in Matthew 20, I mean, excuse me, in Exodus 20, it says at the end of the chapter that he was there 40 days and 40 nights. And you'd think the next thing is because it's speaking of him coming down. But you'd think the next thing would be the, this is the end of chapter 24, but next thing would be the golden calf. But no, that's not what's important. See, the words of the law that you gave him was the ways of doing the words. And when he came down and made the, the recorded these things into the, and, and told the people what you'd said and wrote these down, Lord, he starts with explaining the Ark of the Covenant, the testimony. He's first is tablets of testimony, and they go into the Ark. So it's called the Ark of the Testimony. But the testimony is those stones. Those stones are your written, engraved word. When you engraved a word, write it with your hand. Dear Lord, just like you wrote on the walls of Babylon, it's finished. It's been accounted for. That's the thing that people need to understand. When you write something, it can't come void. And dear Lord, when you did it and put it in that testimony, dear Lord, that Ark of the Covenant is your testimony and it's been protected and watched over by angels. It's continuous time. And dear Lord, that is our stone. And what that's doing is it says very clearly that you've given us this so that he can teach. In other words, Moses can teach the people your ways, your words. And the laws are ways of doing the words. But they haven't been treated that way. They don't understand the value of that. They say, well, that the t tablets are their constitution. Yes, in a way, that's true. But it's more than that. It is not like our paper constitutions. They have no power. These words judge us. These words are written in stone by God and are everlasting. And they judge us. They're living words. They're living. That testimony is authority of God. And the promise is, if you will do these things, you will live long. You will prosper. You will do these things. You will overcome your enemies. All those things are there. He even says in the chapters right before this, in chapter 23, I think it is, that he will send a, an angel to guard him, to guide them, all that things. A mighty angel. Dear Lord, uh, we know that Michael is the angel that fights the enemies of Israel. And that's what he's doing. He put them for him. He's going to do the same. He's, he's looking over his people. What is Israel? The vicarious governor. That's what that name means. They're supposed to be vicarious to, to zealously protect the name of God, which is the words of God, which is the inheritance of God, by which all things are made and the laws by which these do these. But they have not done that. Because they ignored the very first thing. That all things are framed in words. And Jesus came into the world to speak the words of God to make it known to them. Can you imagine what Jesus was teaching these people at 12 years old in the temple that got their attention for so many days? See, they weren't doing anything in the, uh, the, the, the way of the temple correctly. And the Lord was stirring him up every morning, as it says in Isaiah 50 and 4. And he was waking every morning and learning from the Father. So when he came into the temple, he had the understanding what those tablets really meant. 
I can imagine all the things that he could teach those people about the way that the temple. See, even in the tabernacle of Moses, the the walls on the north and the south, they were a hundred cubits long. What's a hundred? People should understand. Hundred means my choice of king. North and south. North is the way of the world. South is the way of the double blessing. But on both sides, it's it's a thing where we have to separate ourselves from the world and from all the blessings and focus on the word. That's the great blessing. So it was in the middle of all that. It was in the middle of the tribes, in the center of the tribes, east and west, north and south. The power, the real goal, the real inheritance is the value of these words that's sitting right there. And I showed last night how this was a testimony of your mountain. You even tell them in the scriptures that you you want them to uh, learn this because of what you showed them on the mountain. See, it says in uh, Exodus 25, 8 and 9, it says, and let them make me a Saxoner. This is right after you tell, you, you tell Moses to go, you know, tell the people to bring all the offerings. And it says, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you. That is, the pattern of the tabernacle, the pattern of all of its furnishings, just so you shall make it. See, he's dwelling among them. How's he dwell among us? By the word. It's his word that dwells among us. So the, the whole design of this is to teach us the way of the words, the way of the seven spirits, the way to enable his greater promises. That's what he's doing. He's the pattern of the tabernacle. It's a tabernacle of testimony. What's his testimony? Bear witness to his words, which is the name of the Lord. The Lord's name is the word. And he's a lion. Tribal lion. He roars like a lion. So what I'm trying to get across is the, 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 the tablets are an authority. And we have the ability to understand this and meditate on it to how to get light. Because it's his promise of these things. If you meditate on what I've said already, I believe you'll get understanding of what I'm talking about. And it may really help you. Lord, I thank you for your patience and learning you give us. And for all your people, let your spirit teach them your ways. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.